movies in 4K. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 26 of Movies in 4K. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I'm the other one, Lady Phantom. And before we get to the show this week, we have a couple of announcements. Yes. Exciting. Yes. Number one, the Amazon Music and Podcast app just launched over the last week. Mm-hmm. And, and guess who's in it? Yes, we are. <laughs> so that's just another way for you to get our show. So if you're an Amazon Music user... You probably know this already. The app now includes podcasts. Isn't this weird? Podcasts have been out 15 years or more. It's taken Amazon this long to get their own podcasting part. And also Spotify, what, about a year ago or something like that? Yeah, they they took a really long time. But it's good. I mean, now it's funny. Like, we've known about and we've done podcasts for a decade. You more than that. And only now it is that podcasts are becoming something known, like people know about them. Yeah, it happened like five years ago or something, like when it really took off, you know, but all of us indies have been doing it for so long and it took the big boys to start doing it, you know, to really get mainstream. And especially since the lockdowns and quarantine and all that started is like many people they just started to do them because they wanted to do something with their time. Yes. So just put in movies in 4K in the Amazon Music app. Remember, that's not on their website. That's only on their app. So subscribe to us there if that's the app you use. And I think you can also follow and subscribe on there. Now, another thing, a little side topic, is the Phantom and I just recently got a new 4K TV. It's been about three to four weeks now. We didn't want to say anything back then because we wanted time to test it out, but we did get an OLED. Yeah, we just needed to choose which one. And we got it because we wanted to be able to watch 4K wherever we were, not just downstairs. Yes, so we're 4K on our whole house now. And I'll tell you what, Phantom, <laughs> the old lead is amazing. It is. Of course, it helps that it's in a place where there is not a lot of light because OLEDs are notably not as bright Correct. as other TVs. Also, another thing that we've seen all the time with people who review them is the reflection factor. But since we never watch it with lights on, that is not a factor either for us. Yes, and the downstairs living room system that we got with the sound system and everything, that is an LED LCD by Sony. It's a Bravia. It's one of the top of the line. So we have comparisons now that we have done, and you can't beat OLED in the pure blacks. You just can't beat it because each individual pixel turns on and off. There's no backlight. So when it's supposed to be pure black, it's it pure is. black. Yeah. It's amazing. It Like at the beginning, I don't know, it was a little rocky because we hadn't like set it Fine-tuned up right. Fine-tuned it yet. Yeah. But then Bill here, he finds set tune it and, and oh my God, it's amazing. It's luscious. It's rich. And 
I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, and these are the most expensive TVs, and if you look at any TV reviewers, OLEDs win year after year of having the best picture. And the only thing that they sacrifice is the brightness. So they're not good for really bright rooms because they don't get near as bright as TVs with backlights. Mm -hmm. They can just blow it up. So that's really the only downfall. And then they claim you can get burn-in on OLEDs if you leave your screen on or play a lot of video games, the same constant content. We would never have that problem. Exactly. But, so it was perfect for our room. <laughs> but we are blown away. And um, so we have two sources now that we can check. So and we, don't forget to mention the sound. It's incredibly oh yes, good. It has the best sound on the specific TV that we bought. It actually can play in Atmos. It does this virtual surround type thing. doesn't even compare to when you have a system. But for a TV, it does get more bass. It is richer. And you can tell from the second you turn it on. Yes. And also, well, if anyone out there gets one, you should remember to set it to TV that is on the wall or on a stand yes because the way the sound comes out will change right exactly like we discover that and we set it to that and it's unbelievably good yes it is so let's get this show rolling all right what latest news you got phantom well i was searching and i wanted something good because there are like a lot of bad things recently i don't want to get into that but apparently there was a poll they polled 2000 americans over the age of 21 and as it happens two-thirds of these people said quarantine has made them a better person like huh. yeah it's uh, i would say it's it was to be expected but then again I don't know. These things have changed a lot of stuff. So basically, it says that the people here, when faced with this time, you know, as all the commercials say, in these challenging times, they said that they are reprioritizing what they value. Because, of course, I mean, we cannot compare the way everybody lived before this. I think it's a before and after thing. Because... Like now people are together, the ones who live together, of course, all the time, or they have been all the time. And they, I suppose they had to, to self-check. It's like, who am I? What do I want to do? And what is important to me? So people say that, I don't know, they've taken up a hobby or they have valued more their family. I know, and like a, 35% of these people say that they want to keep on with the good changes that they've done because of all this. That's not really that large of a sample, though, Phantom. 2000. No, it's not. It's and not. I think it depends what area you live, if you've had to stop working or not. I mean, that could be a drastic thing. I mean, we've been podcasting for years, and we are on Horror Movie Weekly which started before, but without this pandemic, we wouldn't have started this show. We were just sitting around too much, and, you know, we went out quite a bit. 
almost every other day easy. And when you're stuck in the house and we upgraded all of our equipment and thought of a concept, and I said, yeah, this is the time because we had been looking for what we're doing for years. We're like, why hasn't somebody actually done a podcast grading movies? Now, there is some bloggers that do it, but that's reading and you don't get the same appeal. And then they also don't go in deep to the movie. So we wanted to cover the movie also. Yeah, that is true. It's very important because if a movie isn't good, don't buy it. I mean, if you're not going to rewatch it and we're supporters of the stuff. Yeah, that is but, true. you know, I don't like to waste money. I know, but that is not the point of all this. My point is that in this case, we are two people who live together who happen to love each other. But also there are many people who have been faced with this trying time by themselves. Yeah. And there are also other people that have faced it with their family. And I suppose many of them found things that they didn't know or they weren't sure they wanted to know. You know, like I think basically the two outcomes or two of of the outcomes of all this time is either people who are loving each other even more than before or who actually say, you know what, I don't like you and I don't like myself. So yeah, uh, you need to change something. Range. It's it all dependent this, on the person. Yeah, that is true. But well, the point of this is that many people think or feel that they have become better because all this. So here's to hoping that that stays yep that's a good topic all right my recent news as there's been a few alligator attacks in florida lady phantom oh my <laughs> this just happened one yesterday well i gotta backtrack one happened about three days ago before we are recording this and it was a woman outside trimming her trees oh she got bit by a 10-foot alligator, which is really not that big out there. No, no, it's not. To let you know, because they measure from tail to snout. I mean, it's a decent size. It's not a monster. Ones you see on TV, these ones that get 20, 25 foot. So she got taken to the hospital and bit her leg. And then two days later, a guy was out walking his dog by like a marsh or something like that and the alligator grabbed him by his legs and went to drag him into the water and this is really why i wanted to cover the topic actually so to get loose what he did was poke the alligator in the eye because that's pretty much the only thing you can do they say i used to live in florida i was around a lot of alligators there's actually a hundred mile stretch of road that runs east coast to west coast or west coast to east coast. It's called Alligator Alley, and you see thousands of them. And there's no stopping on this road. There's no gas stations or anything like this. Uh -huh. So I've been around alligators, and you know they'll just walk out in the road and stuff, and you got to stop. But I thought it was very interesting that this guy had the wear for all, so to speak, to think of something because he ended up having hundreds of stitches and if he got drug in the water he was dead yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that about the, the poking of the eye, but I didn't know if it was really a thing or yeah, if it Yeah, they say that's pretty much all you can do if you have access, you know? What exactly. else are you going to do? Because they're not letting go. No, and those jaws, they have like all the power and all the torque and yeah. Yes. And one of them was in Fort Pierce. That was the woman. And I can't quite. Oh, Port St. Lucie was the second one. Both two spots I've been to. That's really nice areas. But anyway, so you people in Florida specifically watch out for them alligators. And if by some weird chance, this is a pretty rare phenomenon. It happens a couple times a year, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation and they got you by the arm, leg, or something, like, just try to poke their eyes because that probably hurts the heck out. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Just imagine you. Yeah. You know, it's going to stun you, and that's what releases their jaws. Yeah. You know, if you pound on their snout or nothing, they're not letting go or nothing. Or banging on them because they do those flip rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, and I guess the eyes are pretty much the only vulnerable thing those things have. Yep. Because they are massive. Or you could get a cat. I remember (laughs) some years ago I saw a video of, of an alligator, actually, who was trying to... I don't know, not get into a house, but he was dangerously close to a house. But these people that lived in this house, they had a cat. And the cat just went full on, like, you know, and and like being really menacing toward the alligator and it shoot it off and the alligator left like he he wanted nothing to do with that alligators want cats and dogs because actually this dog was fine it didn't attack the dog that's not enough food for an alligator i know (laughs) but it was yeah it was like the alligator said you know what it's not worth it let me just go because this little thing here is is annoying me and and yeah <laughs> all right so there's our current events this week let's get this rolling on Viva Las Vegas. so our choice for las vegas movie this week is vegas vacation from 1997 stars chevy chase Beverly D'Angelo. Yes. Marisol Nichols. Yes. And Ethan Embry. And Randy Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid. And Oh, Wallace Mr. Shawn. Mr. Las Vegas himself. Yes. What's his name? <laughs> Wayne Newton. <laughs> yes. So this I had to pick and I had to get out. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite comedies in my top three favorite comedies of all time. This was the fourth part to the National Lampoon's Vacation series. It ended, and then they came out with The Sun doing one, and actually Chevy Chase and Beverly is in that one. But this is off on its own, Mm -hmm. and this actually comes in a set. You can get all four, or you can get it individually. And all this is about the Griswolds, He comes home and he's looking for a vacation to get his family away. His children in this are teenagers. Funnily enough, in each vacation movie, they're played by different children. (laughs) It's bizarre. But anyway, he takes his family to vacation and Clark, played by Chevy Chase, he gets sucked into gambling. Yeah. And he don't spend a lot of time with his kids. Or his wife because he's addicted. 
and he's going through a lot of money and there's a lot of comedy scenes around that. Yeah, and he's uh, like that guy in, in the Twilight Zone, you know, Franklin. Yes, and Wayne <laughs> Newton gets asphyxiated on Beverly D'Angelo and she's starstruck and everything and thinks he's a god and there's a side story with that. And then each of the kids go off. I mean, there's a story on their own and then the overall theme. And Phantom, I just love this. I mean, I am a gambler. There's a lot of gambling in this. There's a a dealer that Clark just can't beat. It's so funny. Like, he's after him. And that's not how dealers act. Yeah, that's that's Wallace Shawn, what I said. And he is incredible. I love that man. Randy Quaid is incredible. I don't know. This guy is not all the way there. I've seen him in interviews and stuff, <laughs> but he is absolutely hysterical in this movie. He makes it so much to me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he is very funny. And the thing is, I mean, I will be completely honest with you. Chevy Chase I don't like him that much. Really? See, I grew up with Chevy Chase from back in Saturday Night Live and Caddyshack. Yes, Shack but and all like, com- I mean, I've liked also Saturday Night Live in many of their different not seasons because they've had. I mean, they've been around for as long as I've lived, but many of their different casts. And Chevy Chase, I just really don't think is the funniest person. Like this movie, he's and a klutz. These- yeah, in these movies, it's the people around him that make oh, it. I and do. he also, yes, I mean, he does things that are very funny. But without the others there, you know, to hit the ball back, he wouldn't be as funny. He He's a little bit annoying at times okay, in different not things. to me. I think he's amazing. Every comedy I've seen him in, personally, I've really enjoyed and he does have a style, and that's fine. You don't like his style, Phantom. No, I, mean, like, I, I get that. I can see fine, that. But he's just not my favorite. I mean, that's it. Like, I would watch a movie with Wallace Shawn, for example, any day and like laugh out loud, whatever you want, or many other comedians. He's just like, he just sometimes rubs me the wrong way for some okay. reason. Well, this does take place in Las Vegas. The whole movie's set there, except there's a bit in Chicago where they're from. And then when they leave and go back, there's a road. Mm -hmm. But it takes place in the Mirage. They actually go to the Siegfried and Roy show, which is not there anymore. Roy just passed away not Mm -hmm. too long ago, actually from COVID. But he's the one who got mauled and bit by the White Tiger a decade back i mean they haven't had a show and they actually got statues of them now Mm -hmm. out in front of the mirage and then there's some other bits parts there's them going downtown they're eating at a buffet now there is one made up part when they go to this casino where you gotta guess a number from one to ten like these parlor games and guess the hand and stuff like that yeah hysterical parts they go to a buffet and great scenes in there where it's just a bunch of mush they're eating and (laughs) it's really not like that people out there (laughs) but it's so funny and it's just total enjoyment to me this is a 10 i love this i've seen this many many times oh and then the song by lindsey buckingham from fleetwood mac the theme song i love 
Christy Brinkley is mm-hmm. back in this one who was in the original one when they're traveling, she pulls up and he's hitting on her and stuff. And in this one, she has a baby. It, it's, it's just so cool. I just really enjoy everything about this. And I do agree with one thing. If it was just Chevy Chase, it wouldn't be the same. Like he has had his own movies where it's basically about him but everybody does play off him so well even his wife beverly d'angelo oh, yeah who's not a comedian in no stretch but it's just her demeanor and way she acts with him and stuff like that it's just really good the kids were great um the cousins were great oh my god the one has things on his face they get remarried in one of the chapels here in Las Vegas and uh, Randy Quaid and his wife are crying and you can see the minister. Oh my God, you don't even have to say nothing. It's just so comical. Yes. So this is a 10 out of 10. You need to own this movie. You're going to rewatch it. Great sound and everything. I will say this movie does have quite a bit of grain for a Blu-ray, but oh well, I love it. What's your rating? To me, it's a nine. I wish I could say the same, but I told you, I, I just don't think Chevy Chase, I, mean, I don't know, he, he, there's something about him. But the thing is, what makes I, this movie to me, or these movies in general, it, it's also part of it, the ongoing jokes. They are great. Yes. They, so. uh, they are local jokes and everything. And there's a little part, as you mentioned, the kids are always played by someone else. So there's a, a joke pretty much at the beginning of the movie. And he's like, you, you've grown so much. I barely recognize you. I mean, it always cracks me yes. up. Because you know why? Because they're never the same kids. Exactly. <laughs> so it's time to get to our feature review. From 2018, Bad Times at the El Royale. This movie is rated R, runs over two hours and 20 minutes. Directed by Drew Goddard, also wrote it. And who stars in this film, Lady Phantom? Well, we have a few people. Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Revo, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Kaylee Spanny. Louis Pullman, Nick Offerman, and other people. Yes, this is listed in four genres. Crime, drama, mystery, thriller. What do you think? I think they're fine. Yeah, I'd put 25% on each one of them yeah. if we were still doing that. Very balanced. Yes, it's hits each one of them in certain sections and all that. All right, what's that small synopsis say? Early 1970s. Four strangers check in at the El Royale Hotel. The hotel is deserted, staffed by a single desk clerk. Some of the new guests' reasons for being there are less than innocent, and some are not who they appear to be. Yes, pretty good. Yeah, you I really mean, it's not couldn't really... describe that much. I mean, it. 
covers the really vast overview of it. Yeah, it's not really a summary. I would say more like different people's stories converge at the one hotel, which is the El Royale. And things that they've done in the past come to haunt them and things that will happen too. So Yes, so this movie starts back in the 60s and you see this guy go into the El Royale and he buries a suitcase under one of the rooms, the floorboards. Mm-hmm. He gets killed. This is not a spoiler no, because it's... this is what it all evolves around. Yeah. And then we jump 10 years later and we presume since the synopsis tells us and it feels it, it's the early 70s because you do see Nixon. They are talking about the war. So, you know, it had to be in the front half of the 70s when Nixon yeah, was president. I think like. I don't know, like at some point later on in the movie, they mentioned 1969, but I could be wrong. But in any case, it's probably the beginning of the 70s. Yes, Who knows? it's the 70s. And it feels that. It's authentic. And all the music, before we even get into the story, I want to start here. All the music really fits. I really like 60s and 70s music. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of it in this. A lot of songs played, actual real songs from the actual artists and stuff. Yeah. Over themes, there's old jukeboxes and stuff and stuff like that. So when we jump up to uh, 10 years later, we see somebody checking in and what's bizarre, which is actual factual, I think even today, Lady Phantom, this takes place in Lake Tahoe, which is actually on the border of California and Nevada. So this hotel sits right in the middle, and that's actually the theme of the hotel. They got a line drawn down the whole hotel, and you can stay on the California side or the Nevada side. Yeah, it's the Cal Neva Hotel, and it's it's a hotel and a motel. Yes. So very interesting. We have never been to Lake Tahoe. I've always wanted to be, and we've actually never been to Reno either which is right down the road from Lake Tahoe. But this had to appeal. It's an old-looking hotel, neon. It feels like you're in the 70s. You get that vibe. And there's three people checking in, and they can't find the attendant. Well, there's back talk. There's not much going on here. You're learning a little bit about characters. A lot of character development in this movie, Phantom. Yeah. You get to learn about each character and their backstory in depth. Mm-hmm. there's nothing hidden here it just takes a while to get there yeah we do learn i wouldn't say briskly but let's describe like who these people are we have one priest mm-hmm. we have a loudmouth guy that's so talkative that actually got under my skin <laughs> who likes to converse with everybody and then we get this quiet unassuming african-american woman they check in and then a couple more come along we get this woman who checks in that's in a mustang if i'm not mistaken or camaro she comes flying up she checks in so there's the four people they're talking about in the summary yes we gotta tap dance around this lady phantom yes so the story basically just evolves you're getting the point of view from each one of why they're checking into this hotel. It is abandoned pretty much. 
why they're staying there is a reason because you know this is away from anything yes and it's out and about and there's no tourists anymore or anything like that yeah and you get except i think for one of the characters you get the idea that that's exactly why they're there because one of the characters is there because it's in the way basically to where she's going but the others like there's a reason they're staying there Mm -hmm. and it's interesting can we talk about any of that like i think we can about the woman she's a singer yes she just wants to practice her singing in seclusion yes she wants to to sing well she's in the way because she has a gig in reno like the following day or something like that and she even has her padding for a room not to bother other people while she's practicing and may i say Cynthia Erivo has the most beautiful voice, pitch perfect, and it's amazing. I love her voice. Yes, and she's down on herself. You know, there's people always putting her down. She's not making the money and stuff. Well, it's to be expected. And she knows she's better (laughs) than she is, but then again, she don't. Yeah, but this is completely expected. And in in the course of the movie, you get the idea that she has made peace with a lot of things that maybe she shouldn't have. But then again, it was the end of the 60s, beginning of the 70s. She didn't really have a choice. Okay. And then we get this one woman that pulls up who does have her sister with her. Mm -hmm. Can't really cover much with that. We can say that they were involved with a cult. (laughs) Yes. And uh, by the way, the leader of this cult, I mean, he's Chris Hemsworth. It's not really a, a spoiler. He and the cult are loosely based on Charles Manson. Okay, and and I'll say right here, I'm not a fan of these superhero movies. I don't really watch them. I don't really like them. A lot of these guys seem arrogant to me that play this part, but this guy knocked it out of the park with his acting. I totally bought him. He was very deceptive and conniving and like he felt like he was over everybody and it worked like he commanded that performance like he nailed it to me yes he actually he seemed like a cult leader yeah and he actually had to lose like 30 pounds worth of muscle or something because he had just finished filming one of the avengers movies and i i mean chris hemsworth i think he is an excellent actor i mean in general besides thor he has done many other things he's incredibly funny he is a great actor he made well, no a, comedy in this no absolutely not he's, he's really good he is really good and he's one of those people that you may not take that seriously at first because he is so good looking but he's amazing okay and then we get jeff bridges who is the priest and i don't want to say why he's there phantom yeah, because it, that's <laughs> she's nodding to me, but not speaking. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it. you just need to know that he's a priest. He has a little bit of memory problems. He, yes. he, well, not a little bit. He actually he has, has a Alzheimer's. big backstory. He is yeah. the star of this. Yeah, and as usual, he is amazing. Jeff Bridges is a great oh, actor. Yeah. I think Bridges is incredible. I mean, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Starman, where he should have yes. got a nomination for there are also like a lot of little Easter eggs in this movie. One of them is his name, which is not that much of a little Easter. I mean, his name is Flynn. 
And that was his name in Tron, both the original Tron and Tron Legacy, which was really cool. And then we have the other guy, which is who? Lady Phantom? John Hamm. John Hamm. Yeah, he I was in. Seen him. He is mostly known for having been in a series that I didn't see either. It's um, Matt Min. Also, a, a 60s based. And I don't want to say why he's there either. Because no, that because plays that's a big spoiler. Too. So, yeah. what else do you want to describe with a story? Because it is a long movie. And all I can say is you learn every bit of backstory. Every character has an arc in this. Even the attendant has an arc. Funnily yeah. enough, it's the kind of movie that nothing is exactly the seems. way it seems at the beginning. And there is one thing I'd like to say. You can cut this phantom if you don't want me to say it. But this is sort of a seedy motel. Uh Even though it's luxurious. You know, Frank Sinatra's played there and the Rat Pack and everything. This is a famous hotel Mm -hmm. that was once glitzy and glamorous. Mm -hmm. And it still has that appeal. It looks like the old Vegas. What Vegas used to be. (laughs) You know, a lot of neon, you know, it's really funny and stuff like that. But it's very authentic feeling. The the set design is flawless. And like I said, the motel is not what it seems to. We'll leave it at that. So what would you like to cover here, Phantom, with the story? Oh, my God. technicals, whatever you got. Uh, Well, I think it is a very interesting thing. Another fun fact that I learned here is that everyone, including the director, they took pay cuts just so this movie could get made. It, like, you can tell it's a, it's a thing of love here. I just thought everyone was so good. Even the guy that you found annoying because at some point you see a personality change and, it, and he's com- a completely different person. It everyone goes did places so well. where you don't think. And it was oh, a yeah. good trailer. I remember watching the trailer that I wanted to watch this. And this is our second time watching it because we got the 4K disc as soon as it came out. Mm-hmm. So it was very engaging. I like thrillers. I like these crime type stories like this. And... You could never predict where this is going to go because everybody has baggage and not all of it good baggage and some not too bad and some revelations you learn. You're like, wow, I would never would have thought of that. I mean, it just goes a lot of different places. And some of them are just crystal clear, like just transparent, which of course is not most of them. As you know, I'm a big fan of acting and this movie is so solid in its acting by everyone i'm i'm really impressed and i would love to say that that i have a favorite but i can't yeah i agree everyone with is so good. everybody was top tiered here nobody stood out that oh they weren't that good or oh they overacted no yes. everybody pulled off their part they had to play yeah if i had to pick a favorite like like who's your favorite you pick the clerk he was so good. Like, I couldn't, like, you spend most of the movie thinking he's just a little wimp, and he's just not. And then there's a moment when, when you see something about him, and the way he portrays it, it's, I loved it. I loved it. Technicals, camera work, great in this. Coloring, very good for the time. It felt like I was there. Wardrobe, outstanding. Yes, everything was like it, it's it's a very, very solid movie. 
The one thing I got to criticize, Phantom, and this happened on this viewing, is it was boring at times to me. Like, I appreciate all the arcs, and they got to draw out, they got to flesh out these characters, but I fell asleep in this movie on the second rewatch. Yeah, I understand, because yes, at some point... It takes a long time to get somewhere exciting. Yes, yes, it does, but... I don't think it's that much like a boring thing. It's just, it's that little drawn out. But once you see it and you know the outcome and you know their backstories, I think that really hurts the rewatchability in this type of film. And I think that's why I fell asleep during this. And it was about an hour in because you know they're not who they say they are or they're there for some other reason and it just takes so long to flesh out that detail some of the dialogue parts draw on and on and on and it's very slow it's methodically slow i think the first time you're more engaged and this time i wasn't as much until the cult leader came into it because that's when we get action and start to learn a lot of details. We should say there's a lot of flashbacks in this too. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a like I want I don't want to say a pulp fiction style movie because it's really not. It's not that all over the place in its flashbacks. But there are a lot of flashbacks and things that you see from the point of view of different characters like the same scene but in a different point of view. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I agree. Like, I think it is rewatchable because, well, I have this thing, you know, with movies, even the ones I like a lot. Sometimes I just forget what's going on. So I did remember things here and there, but only here and there. So I really wanted to know what was going on because I knew, I mean, one thing that I always remember about movies, did I like this movie or not? And I knew I had loved this movie. So I just wanted to get to the but part of why. But she didn't remember one scene in it. I don't know how you can love a movie and not remember Well, it, but. that happens to me. That's something that I sometimes like and sometimes I don't like about myself that I forget. I mean, my favorite movie of all time, horror movie, Dead Silence, one year after I saw it for the first time, I had completely forgotten it, even the twist at the end. So like, yeah, that's that's the way my brain works. And, and it's okay. What's <laughs> funny with this movie, Phantom, is... You know, it's drawn out and long and they go deep to backstories and stuff, but it's not a movie you got to be super watching either. Like you can miss some bits and pieces here and you'll get the overarching theme. It's not one that you, it's so heady or anything like interstellar or something like you can't miss a scene or you'll be lost. Yeah, that is This true. plays because they do go back several times. And it's one you can get up and make a sandwich and you ain't going to really be missing anything, (laughs) stuff like that, because this is drawn out. But I'm ready. I'll start. This is a 7 out of 10 to me. Little boring, predictable at times. Some things blow your mind where it's going to go, but some does have appeal like, okay, I think I know who's going to survive this and what's going to happen. But like I said just five minutes ago, this is not a rewatchable film to me. I was a little disappointed because I'm the one who picked this and wanted to see it again. 
And I'm like, because I remembered things that really stood out. And I didn't forget but one thing, one character arc in this. And I was like, oh, man, I completely forgot that, which was a cool twist towards the end of the movie. But this is a watch once movie to me. I think you should watch it. If you haven't seen this movie, it's definitely worth it. But I'm going to go with Rental. Okay. To me, it's an 8 out of 10. I liked it more, I think. And I do think it's worth a buy. Because if you are anything like me, you can give it a few years, like to a couple of years and rewatch it. And chances are you will still be surprised. But so some you of the liked things. it just as much because this is two years old. We got this two years. Yes. Ago. Yeah. I mean, I will never not enjoy the acting in a movie. And this movie is fantastic in the acting department all around. So, yeah. But, then, and, but doesn't that lead, Phantom, that you forgot all, what all these characters' arcs were, the, that it didn't hold anything with that you? That is not the movie's fault. That is just me. I mean, I know the way I am, like with movies and also with TV series sometimes, but more with movies. It doesn't matter how much I like a movie, like unless something is so fantastic or horrible that I can't forget it, I will forget. And then I will re- I will rewatch it and I will enjoy it all over again. So you forget things in Lord of the Rings? Well, I said unless something is so fantastic <laughs> that I can't forget it. I mean, there's things and there's things, you know. But ah, and before before we finish with this, I would also want to say that Cynthia Erivo has one of the most beautiful pairs of eyes of actresses I've seen. Like her eyes are so kind and so expressive, and I like that woman a lot. All right, let's get to the good stuff. All right, Miss Phantom, how was that 4K disc picture quality? You know what? I thought it was going to be a lot better, but it really wasn't. <laughs> it, I mean, there is a little bit of green and in some points. Static green, mild yeah, throughout mild. the whole picture. But there was a couple scenes that really shined. Yeah, in this movie, you get to see fire quite a bit, and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. The darks are really dark in certain scenes. But at the beginning, especially, I would say the first half of the movie is very muted. Even with the color schemes yeah, for the it California. Was a shame yeah. Because you got a lot of neon lights in this and yes. jukeboxes with neon and interior lights like Budweiser signs and stuff like yes. that. You're thinking it's going to pop, but. It looks great. It was vibrant, but it didn't pop off the screen except the fire. And there is a lot of fire. Yeah. One thing that we can mention also is that at this hotel, like the color scheme is different depending on if you are on the California side or or the Nevada side. California has a lot of yellows, oranges, reds, and Nevada, a lot of blues and reds and stuff like that. And and I really thought it was going to pop more, but it didn't. See, I'm not upset with that on this one, Phantom, because it felt authentic. And I think if they blew it out, it wouldn't have felt like you were in the 70s. You are probably right. This is so set in this stage. Everything they're wearing, the way they talk, all the music stuff in it, 
all the items around in this hotel and in the rooms felt so real. And if they would have really popped that picture out, I think it would have took a little of the aesthetic away. But I'll tell you what, Phantom, the faces and stuff in this were awesome looking. Yes, absolutely. You don't get many close-ups No, you don't get the all. super big close-ups. A lot of wide angles because it's a vast landscape most of the time. Yeah. And there's a lot of characters on screen in many scenes. Yeah, and things exactly. happening off to the side of the screen. Uh-huh. So there are many scenes in which you have different people in one on one scene and you need to see what's going on with one of them while this mm-hmm. is going on with another one yes, of them. Yes, this is so, a yeah. film you would never want to watch in four to three. Like if this was an old film. Oh, no. And it was set back to tube tv days you would lose so much on this film absolutely this has to be seen on a widescreen tv yes but uh, yeah i mean that's the thing and it and that is not as you said it's not a fault of the 4k but yeah at the beginning it tends to be muted but the second half is bright there's fire there's dark with fire and it looks amazing. And there's amazing. some brief nudity in this. During this cult, there's some women behind. Oh, I, I never saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. <laughs> it was well, that's the thing with 4K. <laughs> you see things way in the back that you normally don't on regular. Yeah, because it's I, so was, clear. I guess I was too busy just like looking at what actually was on the forefront. I mean, I would have liked a little more popping but yeah you're right i mean you cannot fold the disc for that all right how about the sound it's okay the scenes with music are very good like the music really surrounds you and everything some of the dialogues are not that crystal clear all the time and the that's it i i the sound is like except for the music the sound really didn't Sound what I special. picked out with the soundtrack is the music. If you're not watching it on a sound system, you're gonna lose the quality of the remanufacturing of the old music. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's what was exciting to me because all these songs were old mm-hmm. '60s and '70s songs. If you're just listening on a mono track or a TV that's in stereo or something, you lose the depth, the hall type effect, like, you know, the live type effect, because they did remaster the music and it sounds spot on. There's no crackling, even with the jukebox. Remember, they were records back then. You hear scratching and stuff. And here it was spot on. You heard none of that. So very clear, yes, not many effects. There was a couple action scenes in this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe eight minutes out of two hour and 20 minutes, 10 minutes maybe, somewhere around there. There is some gunshot blasts that came out of nowhere, things like that. But yeah, this is not a premium thing, but I did enjoy listening to the old music in the best quality possible on the Atmos. Yeah, All right, what's the special features, which aren't on the 4K, but on the Blu-ray? Well, not many. We only have the making of the Bad Times at the El Royale on the Blu-ray and gallery. But that could be a two-hour making of. It could. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, you you, you never know. But yeah, that's not much. 
All right. Well, some of them don't have a lot. I mean, some of them are kind of ridiculous anyway. We're not big special feature people. Well, personally, unless it's a movie we love. (laughs) There's only certain ones that appeal to, I mean, you don't go watch the ones that have 10 trailers and picture spots and gallery. Like, no, I don't yeah. even get the appeal to them, and those usually are on all discs. Yeah, it's, as I've said before, I'm not a fan of galleries. Commentary track. Commentary track. I like featurettes. I like documentaries. I like blooper reels. I like casting some of them have like how they chose the cast and i really like that and that's alternative scenes and stuff like that yeah i don't like that all right so here's the time lady phantom what is your grade and recommendation Ooh, to me i think this disc is a solid average disc it's a c plus let's say a c plus because yeah i've said before the sound didn't blow me away uh, some of the video has grain. I mean, it, there's constant grain, only very, very, very mild. And uh, I don't think it stands up to me as a great disc. Now, is it worthy of the upgrade? I would say maybe not because of okay. the same reasons. Ooh, you heard it here first. I think this is the first time Phantom's been lower than me. I'm the one who's usually hypercritical on these discs, and I, I want to be because these are expensive, and there's a Blu-ray that's usually 10 to 15 bucks cheaper that looks great. But on this one, I'm going with a B+. Like I said, I think the sound really shined with the old music. I really appreciated hearing those old songs in the best quality. The picture was very sharp. Yes, there was a lot of wide angle shots, but they were, I'm going to use the word beautiful. Like I think the cinematography, the way they shot it with like the yellow lights coming down in a certain spot and it was a little darker over here. You've seen shadows and stuff. I think it really worked. I didn't like the grain. It didn't distract me in this because it's very mild, but there was two scenes in particular. It really got bad. Like it was like, what happened here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's a penalization. But I do think this is a worthy disc. I appreciate it. And it looked very well done. I felt like it was in the 70s and in the 60s earlier. It felt real and authentic. So this one... I'm going with a worthy and B plus. All righty, that's wrapping up episode 26. Just want to let you know we got some guests coming up in the next month, probably. So stay tuned for that. If you're on the Amazon app, music app, subscribe to us there too leave us a comment on our guest book check out our other podcast if you like horror movies at horrormovieweekly.com for lady phantom i am bill shetty and we will catch you on the next movies in 4k